t- this isn't the town <laughs> watch. Dan, are you all right? I was fully ready to start with town watch, and but I was, instead... I was about to go... Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, dun, yeah. Instead, if, this episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. Nailing it. Through, through, right off, yeah, right really, out of the gate. Really, really, really doing really it. Na- yeah. Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, our Patreon, where every Sunday you can hear the town watch, which starts... Similarly to how I was about to start this episode, but then is quite different than this episode. And it is available if you give it the five or ten dollar a month level. That's at patreon.com slash says who that ten dollar a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail because you become a member of the says who sticker club. Everything's great over at the patreon.com slash says who. Are you okay? No, we'll get to it. Okay. Books, books, books. It's summer, it's time to read. And uh, if you've ever wanted to read, why not read one of my books or that another? Good. Yeah, like just you guys know about Marnie. You guys know. Surely devious. Give one to a friend. Say, hey, buddy. I got you this book. Uh, read it. And that's going to, that would be great. Okay. I think I nailed it. I, yeah, that was great. People are definitely buying books and they can go to kickbezosintheballs.org if they would like to buy books on the internet. That's our own little bookshop. If you're shopping on the internet, you can also go to merch.sayswhopodcast.com where we have Says Who merchandise. Or you can also go to shop.dansinker.com where I sell a little orange patch that says trying and I'd love if you bought one. It's only eight bucks. That's merch.sayswhopodcast.org, merch.sayswhopodcast.com, shop.dansinker.com. Did you hit your head? I'm just, I got a lot going on. Okay. All right. Oh, what's our introduction? (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Welcome. Got the... <laughs> the podcast that is are you okay maureen johnson i'm fine, I'm fine. it's a coping strategy i'm dan sinker and how are you coping dan i'm just i'm realizing as we are sitting down to do this here on we're recording on a monday which is not normal so that's already thrown me And uh, we are recording on that Monday because tomorrow, that would be Tuesday the 6th. This episode will come out on Wednesday the 7th. Tomorrow, me and my family getting on an airplane, Maureen Johnson, and we are going to Walt Disney World. Wow. I know. I know. It's the little one's last day of school. We're literally leaving the minute he's done and uh, getting on that airplane. This is a trip that we had originally booked for the early summer of 2020, which for it, obvious oh, reasons didn't happened? happen. It was a little pandemic. All right. So we booted it at that time. We were like, well, this will be over in November. That was me being pessimistic. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, it's going to take longer than they say. But, you know, I think we're probably safe if we book for November. So we booked for November of 2020. We uh, How'd that turn out? We booted that one as well. Mm. And we booted it into 2021, which we then booted again. Uh, I think we have at least booked a hotel. 
And part of that is because there's a level of like you can book it and cancel it and you get your like $200 deposit back fairly painlessly as long as you do it, you know, in a, in a reasonable time. But I think we may have booked a trip five times. Uh, if it wasn't five, it was definitely four. And we kept canceling. We because this is not our first rodeo, we did not tell our kids because that would have been five times the heartbreak. Um, but then it dawned on us earlier this year, we were like, our big child, who isn't even a child anymore, he is a legal actual adult, is going to be leaving the house wow. to go off to college. And if we want one last trip that at least feels like we're sort of a little family, it's now or never. Dan, it's heartbreaking. Well, it's I mean, it's not. It was good to re it was good to recognize it, and then we sort of prioritized it in our list of things we needed to do. But that is happening tomorrow afternoon, and I have to say that today I have a great deal of anxiety. Not so much around the trip, just about all of the things that need to happen before that. Because it turns out, Maureen, when you um, have a lot of jobs and you try to leave them for a week, you have to do a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I have been in that process since December. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's the main thing to me is that I just there are like. 8,000 loose ends that need to be tied up as much as they can be tied up. Uh, and so I am realizing right now that my brain feels like it's a bit scrambled. I feel like that so much these days. <laughs> yeah. It's not good. No. I will also say the last, I would say, two weeks, I have just felt like I am dragging all the time. I think it largely has to do with perhaps overcommitting and also oh, you just... Oh, wait. I know. Hey, Dad, I know. we're, we're going to... Okay, everybody, let's take a But minute. I think the larger make it a break is... Uh, having a breakthrough right now. Just... Is sort of the carrying the emotional weight of uh, your grown child about to leave town. That is a That is a hard thing to... That's a hard thing to carry. Can we go back one second and just explore the word overcommitting. Well, I mean, you know, it's fine. So Dan, now imagine you're at a barbecue mm -hmm. and someone walks up to you and says, so what are you doing right now, Dan? <laughs> we went over this last week. <laughs> we've already, well, we've, we've already established that perhaps I don't know how to talk about what I do to humans anymore. I have felt so loopy for the last six months, five months, that yeah. I, I start, I'm starting to think I don't know how to speak at all. Yeah. The thing that's interesting is I often feel that way. Like, I do not know how to speak. Maybe it's that I don't know how to speak in, like, actual human company or whatever. But then I do have to think about the fact that for the last six years, every Tuesday, we sit down and talk yeah. for an hour straight. So it's... we do know how to talk. Well, 
I mean, sort of. Well, well, Dan, this week I'm I'm leaving on Friday. Yeah, going on an exploration expedition. An exploration expedition. Yes, it's going to involve a lot of boats. Well, that's fun. Well, is it? How do you do on the water? On the I, open water? I do well, but oh, I'm okay. go I'm going to the Thousand Islands region mm. to research for a new book. It's a very short trip. Okay. Flying one day, packing in as much as I can that afternoon. Immediately getting up and getting on a boat tour the next morning, packing okay. in as much as I can on Saturday and then flying home on Sunday. Wow, that is quick. Yeah. And once I get there, I have to fly to Syracuse and then drive about two hours. Okay. So kind of strategically everything I need along the way, mm -hmm. use all of Saturday and then come back on Sunday. That's exciting. Ooh. That feels Ooh. very real writery. I always on a research trip. I always do it, Dan. I mean, I, I still like think it. the funniest one was when I went up to Vermont in February for Truly Devious. That's a that's a beautiful time to go to Vermont. They I stayed at this very fancy hotel in the middle of Burlington that was everything was very made of Vermont stone and wood, you know, wood burning fireplaces and um like your room had a tartan beds like this like tartan throw that you could throw over yourself and okay. it was all very arts and craftsy and there was a tap at the, you got like a, a like a pitcher in your room and then at the end of the hall was like this very cool little station where you could fill your bo bottles with water or sparkling water or really weird teas or okay. had lots of local handcrafted soaps it was that kind of place yeah really good pancakes i bet those pancakes ruled um, I, I believe it. But by the front door, snowshoes. Wow. That you could use. I've because never walked in a snowshoe. You just look kind of like tennis rackets. A bit. Right. But yeah, they had a whole thing of snowshoes in case you needed them. Okay. But you didn't so, need them. No, because I had rented the world's tiniest car, which I used to drive by myself up mountains. <laughs> oh, good. In the snow. Smart. What Me could go wrong? What could go wrong there? Perfect it plan. It was a real kind of gray and icy and going up the mountains. Yeah. At least I'm going in the height of summer, Dan. Yes. Going to some islands, looking at some castles. There are castles up there? There's a bunch of castles up there. What? From what kingdom? Because back in the day, Dan, from like the late 1800s, early 1900s, there was this boom where the Gilded Age millionaire, billionaire types would go up to the Thousand Islands, buy a fucking island, build a castle on it. Oh, I believe it. And that it makes was, sense. Every little island had a little like mansion or castle, and they had there was a wow. giant hotel that burned down, and it was all they had was lots of yacht clubs and multiple yachts, and they would all just kind of boat back and forth between their islands. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Man. So this is where I'm setting my thing. I like it. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good place to set a thing. Oh yeah, it's going to be murders on an island. Murder Island. Yep. By it's Morning good. Johnson. Well, it's Death at Morning House. That's what. So it's coming out. Murder we'll to, Island. We'll place. have to write it first. Gotta write that thing down. Uh, that feels okay. like detail. I do. I know how to write. Do I know how to do you anything? Do. Yeah, you do. I've never. I, we have I, done this long enough that I am very confident in stating that you know how to write. 
I have felt dazed for five months. Yeah, I get it. You'll do it. I believe in you. Did COVID destroy my brain, Dan? No. Life destroyed your brain. Reductress has a book out right now with the funniest title. It says, How to Be Productive While the World is Ending. And it's just a skeleton sitting at a computer. (laughs) Makes me laugh every time I see it. And then it's funny because it's true. It's funny because it's true. Funny because it's true. I'm going to be at Disney World, Maureen. I'm very excited about this fact. We're going for a while. We're there for a week. Wow. God damn it. Will you send me a picture from the Haunted Mansion? Absolutely. Are we going to go to the Haunted Mansion this year? Absolutely. Yesterday was Oscar's birthday. Oh. And he wanted for his dinner, he wanted to go to a fancy French restaurant. He really wanted just really good French food. Not fancy, even just just proper French food, like a stew or something. So we went to a French place. I had two glasses of wine. Wow, cut that was, loose. That was too much. I stopped after a glass and a half. I was like, how do people do this? Um, but I kept trying to convince him at dinner that his big surprise, because mm-hmm. last year after dinner, last year's dinner was a bit of a disaster. That's I when remember. I, t- I took him to the Indian restaurant that kept forgetting our food and then kept yeah. coming and apologizing and saying, we have no food for this entire side of the restaurant. That, that was that place. Yeah. Um, I took him to an escape room. Which we wow. did on our own, yeah. This year, I kept trying to convince him that I was taking him. I had bought the best package at the Friends Experience. And that I was going to be taking him to the Friends Experience after that. Okay. And that I bought the special package where we got an extra 10 minutes on the big couch. <laughs> and I kept adding things on, like, for an extra $25, you get to touch the actual weird frame thing that they had on the back of the door on the set. Things like that. Yeah. Just kind of stared at me. Kind of that look. But then, in fact, it was an escape room? No, we just came home. Oh. Wait, I didn't have have a second thing. I just kept telling him I was taking her to the friend's experience. (laughs) He was so full of French food, he just wanted to come home anyway. He had, like, a really big dinner, so it was, you know. (laughs) I I like the building up that something else is happening. Mm-hmm. But the big twist is that nothing else is happening. Once you've heard that you're going to the Friends Experience, the fact that you're not going anywhere is a, is actually a big bonus. <laughs> and then let me promise you, when you come to New York next, I am taking you to the Friends Experience. This is a thing that will be 100% lost on me because as we have established in Says Who Lore of quite a while ago now, I know nothing about the television show Friends. But you know about Dark Friends, which is the t- parallel television I, show I created. I now know about Dark Friends, but I do think that the Friends experience would be akin to simply walking around a thing that you have no cultural reference points whatsoever for. All right. Pop quiz. What are the names of the six friends? I know that one of them, I think, is named Phoebe. Yes, correct. There's okay. a Phoebe. Gary. Nope. Hank. No. Felicity. No. Come on. I bet you could do one more. Jerry. Who's, there's one with a haircut. Do you remember the haircut? No. She had uh, a very, very, very famous haircut that everyone Jennifer got. Jennifer Aniston. She played that person. Yeah, I don't know what, what was her the haircut name was. It's don't called, know. It was the Rachel. No, that would never. Okay. There was one more 
Phil. No, there's a woman, Courtney, Courtney Cox. Cox. And who did she play? Don't know. Monica. Yeah, see, that's, again, no idea. But you don't know any of the guys? No. I, I think I can, I can picture their faces, I mm-hmm. think. They all look kind of just like guys. Yeah. Like guys that are kind of just, you put them in the microwave and they just kind of melt it together into one yeah. big white guy. They all guy. look like they would be at a Cubs game. So, one was, one always went, how you doing? Okay. That was this big thing. It was this catchphrase. Yeah. That was just jo- feels, I understand that I think there was some artistry in that show, but it does feel like something like a catchphrase, like how you doing? How you doing? You have is to say about to as phoned in as could possibly be phoned in. You, you have, the emphasis is on the you. How you doing? Okay. His name was Joey. Say that, yeah. There was I Ross. Really, truly, no. Okay. Ross had a monkey. Yeah. He was in love with Rachel. Okay. There was one I more. Know so much about this. It's just there. How do I? It somehow I can't not know. Okay. I've seen Friends. I have never. I know. I've seen a bunch of Friends. I may have seen all of Friends. Like somehow it just happened. <laughs> And I can't explain it. I was trying to explain to Oscar last night. I'm like, I think I've seen all of Friends, but I don't know why or how or where it happened. Okay. It just happened. I believe it. There's one more person. Has a, there is? A slightly unusual name. Played by, um, oh God, the guy who just wrote a book. He had a very serious addiction problem. Ah, Matt. Uh, Iggy Pop. No. No, Chandler. That's the last one. Oh, okay. Well, that, wow. that's, this has been a thrilling moment for everyone. You got, you got Phoebe. I did. I don't know why that came to me, but nothing else. There was nothing else there. She always used to sing a song about a smelly cat. Really? Yeah, smelly cat, smelly cat. What are they feeding you? Yeah. The best thing is you could have just pulled that out of nowhere. <laughs> and I would be like, that's fine. That's fine. Well, I'll be taking you to the Friends experience. Will you? Yes. We go to New York City. And the thing that you're going to do is bring me to the Friends experience. Hmm? Not to one of the many better things there. What would you like to do in New York? I don't know. It has been so long since I've been to New York City. We're still here. Think about it. We're still here, baby. It's weird. So this trip that we're taking, obviously... Uh, I have done a few trips, and uh, Janice has done a few trips, and the teen has done a few trips, but the little guy, the last time he was on an airplane was November of 2019, and he was four years old. He doesn't remember. We're like, do you remember being on the airplane? He's like, nope. (laughs) So this is totally new for him. He also, other than seeing photos, he really doesn't remember Disney anymore. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, he's seen enough photos and he's watched enough like YouTube ride POVs that he has a he understands it. But it is it is weird to be doing a thing because he he, we went a lot when he was very little um, that all of us remember fondly and he has no memory of. It's weird. Well, I'm I'm flying on Friday and the flying to Syracuse, which is not that long. It's like. It, it says it's an hour, but I don't. Yeah, it's got to be one of those flights that just goes up and down. Right. Well, I just bought a tick. I just bought an Expedia package. I was like, I'll just give me that. Give me that in the car. 
I'm getting yeah. a surprise car. It has a big question mark over it and a red <laughs> sheet. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'll t- rent your weird surprise car. So <laughs> it's going to be polka dotted. I know, like the the offer was surprise car, and I was like, okay, just fine, just I don't care. But I just picked any seat, and I was like, oh, I'll just I'll just get my seat. So they actually have the economy, the comfort plus, and the first class on this super little flight. Yeah, and I was like, whatever. But then they were like, do you want to upgrade? To, you know, just to comfort, pl- you know how you can get on the plane early and get, get your bag on, which is like yeah. all that it's worth. Yeah. Then I, I upgraded. How much do you think it cost me to upgrade from For economy to Syracuse to comfort plus to on a flight to Syracuse? $20. $9. Nice. I was like, yes, I will upgrade for $9. There was uh, years and years ago. Uh, we it was like a spring break trip, and we decided that we would go to St. Louis, Missouri, from Chicago, on the Amtrak instead of driving. It's like a five-hour drive or so. And the Amtrak, I believe, it was like twenty dollars to to go uh, on the Amtrak, and then it was like you can upgrade to business class, and the upgrade was like eight dollars. <laughs> we were like, we're gonna we're gonna live. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna live on this Amtrak ride to St. Listen, Louis. Listen, take the upgrades while you can, because actually, I just because right before we did this, I I looked at oh, for my sins. I looked at CNN, and one of the articles was called "Air Travel." Yes, it's about to get worse. Oh, good. Hard to imagine how, Dan. We are flying on two different, like there and back, like cheapo carriers and i i will admit to the fact that i have some regrets about that decision but it'll be fine is it like sure we'll be fine jim's airline it basically yeah (laughs) did i tell you about the teens trip that 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 he booked to visit a friend in minneapolis over spring break that was truly on basically Jim's airline. He was like super proud of himself. He was like, I found this really cheap ticket. And we were like, what was the airline? And he said the name of the airline. And we were like, that is not an airline <laughs> that we have ever heard of. And um, he he flew out on a Friday night. He was flying back like on a Tuesday or something. A Friday night, there were very, very, very bad storms here. Every other airline was canceling all of their flights. But Jim's was uh it'll be fine yeah they they did not cancel anything so we were like i guess you got to get to the airport like every other fucking flight was canceled and so i drive into the airport and i get home and as soon as i get home basically the sky opens like the bible or something just insane amounts of water he texts us it's the time the flight's supposed to leave he's like yeah they've bumped it to nine and we're like okay still not sure if that's really when you're leaving but okay and then he uh texts i don't know 30 minutes later and he's like oh it's 9 a.m they bumped it to 9 a.m tomorrow i'm like okay i'll come get you so it but then i start driving and it turned it was not raining at that moment but there was like tornadoes about to come so I'm like, I got to get there. And uh, and it turned out that rain that came flooded out almost all of the west westward streets around us. So I like could not get 
to the airport. I had to just keep driving south until I finally found a road that could that was unblocked and that I could get there. And I finally get there, pick him up, get him home. And uh, and then it just everything goes bananas. Like the minute we walk through the door, everything just the weather is just bananas. Apparently, I knew some people that were at still at O'Hare and they had to evacuate into the basement of O'Hare because a tornado came so close. And uh, but then so, OK, 9 a.m. We get there. Uh, I smartly drop him and I'm like, I'm going to go sit in the cell phone lot until you are through security and it looks like there is a plane. And he texts me, you know, 10 minutes in. He's like, yeah, security won't let me through. The ticket isn't valid. I'm at the where the desk should be, but there's nobody at the desk. There's just a bunch of people on this plane wondering what to do. So I ended up going in and we were there for about two hours until finally we were like, this isn't actually happening. Maybe we were there for longer than two hours. And yeah, gyms literally just never flew and never told anyone that they weren't going. It was a mess. I once had flights out of a, a very small airport in the south of Mississippi when I went down because there's a lot of children's lit stuff that's housed at the University of Southern Mississippi, including okay. my papers. Well, Maureen Johnson's. Well, they just the Maureen Johnson collection. You can get my papers down there. John Green said that's where mine are. You you put your yours there too, and I was like, okay. I just basically he told me to do it, and I was like, sure, sounds good. Who wants my stuff? Wow. And you just send them stuff. And he, oh crap, they want it. I'm like, you really want this draft? And they're like, yep, notebooks. Yep, like I would give up my old notebooks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. It was a very small airport. When I flew in, I took my time getting off the plane. Like I got off the plane and I went into the restroom and I was just fumbling around, like brushing my hair or something. And when I came out, there was literally no one in the airport then. And there was a guy waiting by the door, waiting to lock it up. Wow. With a key. He was like, come on, I got to lock up the airport. <laughs> and then when I flew out, the plane just never came. Mm -hmm. And the, the counter was being run by charitably a 16 year old yeah. who looked really stressed out and kept putting just taping paper on the gate door that was like coming soon or something and then he just got nervous and wandered away and a flight never came yeah fun so anyway dan you're trying to run away from your responsibilities even in this conversation yes because i have a question to ask you okay we've we've done a lot of talk about planes florida Mm -hmm. But someone I know runs indictment.fy. It's true. And that someone is me. There's a little vibration on the transom, Dan. Yeah. There's a little movement on the wire. Yep. That says indictment. What can you tell us, Dan? Well, so you are talking about the fact that Trump's lawyers met with Merrick Garland today, correct? Correct. Yeah, so it appears as if one of the Jack Smith, who sound, he, that sounds like, the, made up name. like the, 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 the hero in a Tom Clancy novel. Yeah. Anyway, uh, one of the Jack Smith, who is the special prosecutor for the federal investigations into Trump, uh, that investigation, specifically the document handling in uh, Mar-a-Lago, may be wrapping up. 
And uh, the lawyers had asked for a meeting with Merrick Garland about a month ago, and it was granted today. And it seems to be the purpose of the meeting is for them to basically say, you should throw all this out. This is this is dumb. You shouldn't be doing this. Let's toss it. Now, that has since been reinterpreted as there's an indictment imminent. I'm not sure that that's true. Uh because in part, Merrick Gar- I mean, it's been sort of raised the point that Jack Smith is an independent investigator. That's the whole point, right? Like Merrick Garland does not control him. So I'm not entirely sure what the bonus of a meeting with Merrick Garland is other than to tell, probably tell the boss that you did it, right? But, um, but yes, in theory, there may be an indictment coming soon. As the person that runs indictment, FYI, I sure hope it waits till next Wednesday. And there might be audio of Trump criming, apparently. Yeah. There, there is reported audio from a book that was written about um, Mark Meadows, where they did an interview with Trump. And he talked about the fact that he had some kind of uh, documents about invading Iran. The interesting thing being that since then, the Justice Department and the National Archives have asked for those ar- those documents and the Trump people are basically like, we don't know what they are or where they are. Good. Yeah. And Georgia, Dan. What's going on? Georgia. Georgia won't be until uh, late July to mid-August. That, mm-hmm. that much we know for sure. Okay. Um, because the prosecutor down there has told staff and judges to kind of keep that time free okay um so we we know for a fact that that will be the case also uh she has to call another grand jury before they can actually put indictments forward and that's not scheduled until july so well dan all of that's lining up really nicely for a couple of things we have june where mm-hmm. we might have, there's maybe a little, no, 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 maybe an indictment. If this this classified documents indictment, if it happens, when's that probably going to happen? I mean, this is the one that I am hoping and praying does not drop <laughs> while mm-hmm. I'm away. Because okay. uh, I feel very much like I would like to maybe have a vacation. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. Call right. me crazy. Uh, but... There have definitely been uh, reports up before this that that investigation was beginning to wrap up. So uh, that could be the, the the case that it's that it's coming soon. Hopefully not this soon, mm-hmm. but uh, it's certainly possible. But the one that we know for sure is likely to happen is late July. And Jack, August in Georgia. Jack Smith is separately handling the the uh, very sprawly 2020 election one. The and also the the insurrection. Yeah, that's all all one all bundled together. Yeah. Okay, so we have four potentials. We have one already with an arrest. One case yeah, the, with an in, arrest in Manhattan. In Manhattan. Yeah. We have one possibly lingering like right now that's a little ding, 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 a little noise little motion the documents one the documents yeah. georgia will be july august 
Yeah, probably more August than July. And the 2020 insurrection could be... Who knows? I I feel like I haven't heard a ton about that. Like every now and then they'll do a series of interviews, but it's very unclear to me what the what the shape of that even is. All right, then, Dan. So our summer, let's let's imagine our summer is a big, juicy piece of fruit. Mm-hmm. Or as I like to say, a big old pitcher of iced tea. I really want to encourage people to make more iced tea. Remember, all tea bags are cold brew tea bags. This is, if I can impart only one piece of knowledge <laughs> to you, all tea bags are cold brew tea bags. You put them in a pitcher with some water, you leave them in the fridge, and they will to blossom into a beautiful flavor on their own that's very naturally sweet uh, and you don't need to ever boil your water. Unless you want to make sugary tea, sweet tea, put a little hot water in there, dissolve your sweetener first. Okay. Now, you're going to Disney World. It is the, as we record, the 5th of July. This is coming out on the 7th of July. Yeah. We have one potential indictment piece of fruit in June. Yeah, possible. We have a potential indictment piece of fruit in July, August. Yeah. And we have a big piece of news this week. We have a contender in the ring. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time, Maureen. Because Mike Pence (laughs) is announcing this Wednesday that he is running (sighs) for president. Dan. Now, we know he's announcing this Wednesday because he announced that he's announcing this Wednesday. Right. He announced in Iowa that he was announcing this Wednesday in Iowa. I'm not entirely sure why you don't just announce in Iowa that you're running for president and instead you announce that you're announcing right. from Iowa in Iowa, in Iowa that you're running for president. Right. But right. it does feel very Mike Pence to pre-announce your announcement. Look, if I were Mike Pence, I wouldn't want to tell anybody where I was any at any given time because right. if you remember, they were going to kill that guy. They were going to kill that man. They were going to kill Mike Pence. Yeah. And they probably still want to. Yeah. His basic pitch seems to be, you were going to kill me, but I'm asking for your vote. <laughs> Dan, what's happening? We Okay, just to confirm what we just heard, are the current frontrunner. Okay, who are the frontrunners? We have Donald Trump. Okay, we'll get to him in a second. So now we have Mike Pence. I just mm-hmm. mean major candidates. And Ron DeSantis, yeah. who has fucked around with Disney so much that he may have fucked him. He's so weird now that yeah. even the Republicans don't want him. Correct. Then you've got Nikki Halley. Okay. I mean. And then then it's just sort of a dribble of names after that. But so, Mike Pence. Okay. Former president of the United States. Former former object of a they were going to kill him plot. Yeah. Did I call him president of the United States? I meant vice president of the I United fu- States. Future president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Former governor of Iowa. Went to Iowa this weekend for Senator Jody Ernst's annual, quote, roast and ride. Mm, yum. 
It's sort of an exclusive Iowa State Fair for shitbags that features eating roast pork and uh, riding motorcycles, even if you don't normally. But the beauty is Mike Pence did ride a motorcycle, Maureen, and he dressed up for it, and I included a bunch of pictures for you to enjoy. All right, hold on. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) What am I looking at here? Oh, God. Okay. Okay, what the fuck? I'm enlarging this. I need to see this much larger. Trying to, anyway. I gave you three different angles here. There are three different photographs of him in this wonderful outfit. Okay, so Mike Pence is wearing jeans and a black button-down shirt. And over that, he has a leather vest. Yeah. With patches all over it. Festooned with patches. So it sort of looks like a cross between a Hells Angel and a, and a Boy Scout. Yeah. But leaning more heavily on the Boy Scout. Yeah. One of the, one of the patches says Pence. Yep. And then it just looks like he earned a bunch of very large merit badges. Mm-hmm. He does have an American flag on there a couple yeah. times. Okay, let's see him on the motor. Oh, he really cuts quite a figure, doesn't he? Yeah. He's got he's oh. even got patches on the back. It's the kind of leather vest. Oh, the front yeah. and back is is held together by like uh, you know, twine. Computer enhance. Um what does that one patch say? Which one? The one that has like it's not the pence one, but the other one. Let's see here. On the other side. Underneath the American flag. Yeah. It's my favorite one. If you go to the third picture, you will see a perfect rendition of what it says. I can't read it. It says rolling thunder. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Most of the patches are, uh, there is a big Indiana patch up by his, uh, by his right shoulder. Uh, there's like an Army National Guard patch. There's an there are a few different uh, Iowa or not Iowa Indiana based patches, and then a lot of sort of military patches. But right below that American flag, Rolling Thunder. Dan, I I can't. I'm looking at the profile picture of Mike Pence on um on a motorcycle, and it is a. It's a real boner killer. It is. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Those. Oh, boy. He just looks. He has on the derpiest helmet I've ever seen. <laughs> it's, it really, truly is derpy. Uh, it is. He's seated very sensibly. Yeah. Like, it, it looks like some sort of instructional photo for this is how you ride a motorcycle yes. safely. It's a big old motorcycle that manages to look like also like a Cadillac or something. It's just yeah. very square. Um, and he's just got his sensible jeans on and his, and the, the thing that's making me the saddest that I think truly is the thing that would make any vagina just fold in <laughs> upon itself and disappear to a singular point <laughs> is the fact that, or, you know, whatever genitalia you have, uh, I, I've already said it is a boner killer, um, is the fact that this vest is not solid, but it is laced together like a corset yeah. on the side. Yeah, I like that part. 
The thing, if you look at this third one, thing that's going to drive me to madness more. Right. There's no good way to zoom in on it. But this third one where you're seeing him at sort of a, a one third profile mm-hmm. and there is clearly a back patch on this thing. But yeah. We can only see the first couple of letters. I, I only see SW or something, which I'm assuming is like swipe left. You know, it's just yeah. not, you don't <laughs> want that. So anyway, this, this, heroic figure is going to be running for president. He's wearing a white helmet. So he's Mm. got cowboy boots, blue jeans, black button up, black leather vest, and a bright white helmet with a plastic face visor that is popped up. And it says Governor Mike Pence in very small script along the side. This man is like if a pair of chinos came to life. I mean, he's he's just so bl- no matter what he does, he's the blandest human. He, he's he's an out. He's like a personality vacuum. He, I'm noticing now in this third photograph that his black button up is an Under Armour branded mm. black button up. So he wanted something breathable. He's like, oh boy, I'm going to be wearing. Mother, I'm going to be wearing black leather. I'm going to need a breathable shirt underneath. He's just so nothing. Oh, yeah. He's nothing. He's just like, he, he, ah, he, there's just not, you look at him and you feel nothing. And there's no, there's no pulse. There, I mean, aside, the, only, the most exciting thing about Mike Pence was that time they tried to kill him. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, that was something. Yeah. Yeah. This man has a target on his back. Mm-hmm. So Damn we words that are gonna drive me crazy that I don't know what they are. So we're gonna have to spend all this summer and fall watching Donald Trump, who is fighting now multiple arrests, indictments, and is like a crazy snake. He's like a crazy snake now. Mike Pence, who is this, whatever this is, and Ron DeSantis, who is just trying to doctor evil his way into the public eye more and more until even even the worst people in the world don't want to hang out with him. Yeah. Yeah. Why are we? And then we have on our side, Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Yep. What are we doing? I, you know what I'm doing? I'm trying to find any fucking photograph of the back of this man, but there isn't one. <laughs> but there's a word back there. I included the latest polling data because in all of these articles that I read today about Mike Pence's announcement, it generously described him as polling in, quote, the mid single digits, Mm. which it turns out is a very nice way of saying around three (laughs) percent. I think people people writing that maybe forgot that they're single digits above five, which if you're polling in the mid single digits between one and five, yes, three feels correct. But I would not describe three as a mid single digit. I think I'm polling higher than Mike Pence. It's just, what are we doing here, Dan? What, what are we pretending for anymore? Yeah. What is this? What is this carnival we keep putting on? The latest polling data has Donald Trump at 53%. Sure. Sure. Why not? Ron DeSantis, the man who at one point was going to unseat Trump, polling at 22%. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, 31% below, or 31 points below Donald Trump. Next up, Nikki Haley at 4.4%. Yeah, I was going to say, who's filling that middle bit? A bottle of spiders? What's happening here? Why? And then Mike Pence at 3.8. That is an average. Some polls have him at 2 what is this dark carnival that we're going to be putting on to end? <laughs> it's like a it's like an evil it's an evil circus that's going to be coming to town. Yep. And we're all gonna pretend it's great. Are we? Wait, if there's gonna be flags and a the vote, it's exciting. There's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be flags and a vote. That's true. <sighs> And it's going to start so soon that... What are you doing? I'm just trying to understand <laughs> what this fucking word is. Hold on. It's, I got to grab this. He's leaning all the way into well, the Well, because it's like sideways. All right. Hold on. Getting a screen grab so that I can center this better. Because I'm going to get to the bottom of this goddamn thing. He really okay. wants to know. I do. I do want to know. All right. And zoom in. Zoom in, motherfucker. <laughs> Enhance. Yeah. All right. It's... Okay. This is still... Okay. So... <laughs> S-U-P-P. S-U-P-P. What the fuck word would that be? Uh, S-U-P. Supper? Supper club. Um, supper is tasty. Sup. Sup. And like, it's a, it's a curved back patch. Though, typically, a curved back patch would be curved arcing down at the top. This one is is what's supposed to be a bottom patch because it arcs up. And it's up right along the neckline, which is a weird place to put a patch. But it's long because S-U-P-P is visible in the first half. So whatever that word is, mysterious to me. Suppose they murdered me. Um... (laughs) Support me. They keep trying to kill me. Um, Free dictionary. Words. So we've got suppository. Oh. That could be it. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Suppository time. Suppository time. (laughs) He is sort of a human suppository. Yeah, you do feel like we're... Just pooping out the worst. Suppressing. That could it could yeah. just be there. Suppressing the vote. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely not supple. What if it's just surprised, misspelled? Surprise, <laughs> I'm running. Um uh. by the way, I'm just checking to make any of the indictment news in the background just to see if uh No. <laughs> they're they're not gonna move that fast. That said, said like a man who wants to really go on vacation. Want, really, really doesn't want to have to write this. Let's see. Well, they're here. But. I guess he's here in the city. Let's see if he's here. He's meeting with the Department of Justice officials. He oh, is? No, it, no, it's, no, it's his lawyers. Lawyer, lawyers. And it's in D.C. It's not here. Yeah. All right. You almost gave me a heart attack. <laughs> I just want one week, Maureen. You want can, one, one week? week? Yeah. That's another cultural reference that I don't know. I only know through you. 
It's been one week since I was Basically, all of the middle 90s to the middle 2000s, I have no cultural reference points. Except for punk. Right. That aren't, you know, deeply DIY independent stuff. Did you include the breeders in your punk definitions at that time? Not at that time, no. I mean, I, I know, understand, and appreciate Kim Deal and the Deal sisters and all of that, but that was sort of, you know, it was, meh. It, was it was too pop to that back then. It was too. It was. <laughs> yeah, that was too mainstream. Man, I loved that album so good. You I just mean, wanna... I loved the Pixies a lot back yeah. in high school. You just didn't like it when girls made a band, is what you're saying? Exactly. That's the thing. <laughs> precisely correct. Exactly correct. Uh, Oscar asked me last night, like, uh, and I realized that in the 90s, I don't think I watched really any TV. Yeah. Like, I never had a TV or I went to theater school and I was always there. Right. And I was like, I don't think I was ever home at night. But wasn't Friends on in the 90s? Yes. Okay. So I saw, only friends. I I mean, I spent, I just really spent a lot of my time watching and thinking about friends. Okay. I mean, that's fine. Theater school is a lot of, they take up your nights and you spend a lot of time sitting around making notes about weird scenes of people running around naked, chasing each other with lamps. I mean, if you're me, that's how I remember a lot of it. Sounds accurate. I saw a lot of people wrapped in plastic naked, ch- running around with lamps. That was like, felt like 90% of the plays I worked on. Janice's uh, sister's kid is in theater school right now, and I think you've accurately summed that up. There's a fa- you just have to go through that phase where everyone's like, "I'm in theater school now. Time to get naked. Yeah, time to be naked on stage." Yeah, as as somebody that went to art school, that is a hundred percent correct. Every art discipline, there were there was a there was a certain class of people to whom that was whatever they were studying. That was their opportunity to get naked. I myself was naked on stage once because I was in a high, I was helping work on a highly experimental play and they kind of dropped me into a side scene to talk to an actor that was, one of the actors got sick, they threw in a new actor and they threw me in on the side to talk him through what was going on. Okay. As a kind of background thing. And he got so into the part, which was like us being a couple that he unzipped my dress and I stood up and that dress fell off me. There it is. And I just had to keep, I was like, well, here I am being a dramaturg. <laughs> this always ends up happening. Like, not, that's why I'm like, whatever, whatever. My dress always ends up falling off. Like that's, it's the, whether it's the wheel in the office or I'm standing on stage, I'm still the nerd who's just there. And I'm still like, and yet here I am with no dress on. <laughs> I never got naked in a student production, but I did act in a student film. And at one point, the a lot of the filming was happening in like the sound studio, you know. And then he was like, okay, well, I'm going to get access to the roof of this building on the river. And what I really want the climax to be is there's an old water tower on the top of that. I want you to climb that water tower and then jump into the river. And I was like, my guy, let me tell you what I'm not doing. Any of those things. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, how, what? You're, how? It was like, that would have been like six, seven stories up. Oh! 
It was like an industrial warehousey size building. Honestly, art school is where is where sometimes good good sense and good ideas go to die. Just bad oh, yeah. things, like terrible, terrible things yeah. happen. Yeah. And great things, but a lot of terrible things. Yeah. Yeah. Safety is not first. No. No. Thankfully it didn't it never came together. But it was it's just like, hold on. Maybe you've run that by me before you asked me to be in this thing. A, a similar, but un, like an unrelated story. Around that time, Dan, one time I was at some gathering of these kind of arty people and I just ate an entire, I just ate a brownie. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was a special brownie, Dan. Uh-oh. It was a very special brownie. Way-o. Was and it, all, did it have caramel? It had sea salt. It had special caramel. And all I know is the next thing I remember is I was on the roof of a building. <laughs> and I was like, well, here I am on the roof of a different building, and I have no idea why I'm here or what building this is. <laughs> there was a lot of that. It was a very special brownie. I believe it. Those things, when they hit you, just good night, Vienna. <laughs> There's no controlling that ride. <laughs> Do not recommend. Yeah. It was one of those things that after I'd eaten it and then someone looked at me and I was, and I was like, what? And they were like, <laughs> oh, no, like, what do you mean? Oh, hey, roof. And then that was it. <laughs> roof. No middle section, Dan. No yeah. middle section in there. Happens. Yeah, that's the kind of thing where people do that. I knew another guy who did something like that, and he was in London, and he woke up in France. Wow. Yes. There you he, go. He'd taken a ferry. <laughs> he managed to. He managed to keep his passport with him. His friends, like they go. He's like, apparently, we were on a ferry last night, and now I'm in France. <laughs> wow. I guess I better try to get home. <laughs> well, that's a lot better than like if it happens in the U.S. and you wake up and you're in Des Moines or something. Well, Dan, what I'm saying is, and, and nobody, listen, pop brownies are insidious little friends. <laughs> Those kind of things, man. People, they eat too much and then there's no control in that ride. But right. that absence of time, Dan, what wouldn't you give to just skip the middle part of this? Oh yeah. Although I'd be nice. I definitely do want to see Trump and Pence debating. I literally have a bag of fancy popcorn. Someone sent me a bag of Rancho Gordo popcorn kernels, okay. which are really nice. Ooh. I have literally saved this for that. I it will be I mean, I I think that it almost certainly will be disappointing. Yeah. I, unless Pence goes on the attack with that, just, I don't think that's his setting. I don't think no. he has that setting. His, his version of attacking will be apologizing to Donald Trump. Well, you're right, sir. I should have just walked into that gallows. Remember when I made you so mad, sir, that you tried to have me murdered by a mob who had a gallows built outside? They were going to kill that man. I don't think we talk enough about the fact that they were going to kill the vice president of the United States. They were walking the halls of Congress 
calling for him. Yeah, they'd gotten inside and they had a rope. They were going to kill that man. And now he needs to convince them to vote for him. A man with all the charisma and spirituality of like, I don't know, the gap. He's just there. You know, he's and like got the charisma of a stale piece of Melba toast. I love Melba toast. Even now if it's, it's stale, stale, I'd still eat it. It's delicious. Well, there you go. That's one vote for Mike Pence. Mm -mm -mm. It is truly remarkable to me. Whoever his advisors are, are amazing. Because either they kind of dared each other into convincing him to run for president just for the shits and giggles of it. But like how anyone could have could sit down with Mike Pence and say, you have a completely viable path to the presidency being elected by the people that tried to kill you. Well, Dan, let's just say Trump is eliminated. Okay. As a candidate, like because of arrests or his heart explodes or whatever. Just, you know, he's the not. heart explosion is the only thing that can eliminate him. Arrests would not eliminate him. You can be fully convicted and in jail <laughs> and run for president if you want. You can be president. From jail. Mm-hmm. No I one think, ever has. I think but there's if... nothing precluding it. And his trial, when's that trial next? Is it February? Yeah, March, February, March, somewhere in there. I don't think well, there's... You know what? I can look at the indictment FYI newsletter and tell you. There's in... no overstating how weird 2024 is going March to be. March 25th, 2024. Jeez. March 25th. Three huh? weeks after Super Tuesday. Oh, boy. So essentially, he will probably have sewn up the Republican nomination and then immediately go on trial. And if he's found guilty, he could go to jail. Mm-hmm. And he could still be president. Let's just say that events conspire that Trump is removed. He's not a contender anymore. Okay. Now we have DeSantis yeah. and Pence. Yeah. Who rises to the top with the current GOP lineup? I mean, I think that it's probably DeSantis. That they try to clean up DeSantis. Yeah, I think they yeah. try to clean up DeSantis. I think he's I think he's easily clean upable. The money people still like him. But Pence is so empty and so yeah. like he's just a bag. You could put anything inside of it. Yeah. Which is something they would probably like. I mean, I just think if they want a bag, they can put they can put other people in that bag. I think that the, I think that Mike Pence, I think that that is essentially. If there is a a logic that he has been sold, it is that right. It is like, well, Trump's not really going to be in it. And DeSantis is going to end up kind of flaming out. And then you're the bag. You're just you're what's left. Yeah. You're the guy that anyone might be like, well, I guess him. I mean, sure. Why not to, you know, you, you got a head that sort of super round. And I mean, DeSantis truly is the alligator in your recycling bin. He's just, it's unpredictable. It shouldn't, you know, it's, you're nervous about it. <laughs> Can't be doing anything because there's an alligator in your recycling bin. Mm -hmm. He's too, he's so pure Florida. He's like distilled essence of Florida. Mm. Oh, to Florida. He is. He he's, is. He's yeah. We're not ready for that cocktail. 
we're not no. ready for that full cocktail. But Dan, I'm going to lay it down right now. Okay. Somehow DeSantis still ends up as the front runner. Okay. There, I've said it. I don't doubt. I mean, I think there are scenarios that, that can happen, but it has to involve, you know, sort of a a major own goal by Donald Trump. Yeah. Like he has to convince the people that the dead enders that will back him no matter what, which there are a lot. He has to somehow convince them to not back him. If he can't really campaign because he's in in trial so much. I don't know. I think that that his numbers have only gone up since there's just the Manhattan prosecution. There's just no overstating what 2024 is going to be like. Yeah. I think you're outlining it pretty well. And on that note, says who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at Patreon. Dan, this isn't fair. You're going to Disney World tomorrow, whereas I'm just going to sit with this information. Hey, 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 someone's going to Syracuse. Yeah. What's more fun than that? I mean, there's nothing wrong with Syracuse. I know. It's uh, otherwise known. They call it Fun City USA. And shout out to uh, Sesubians. If you are in Syracuse, you won't see me because I'll be uh, running low to the ground in my little tiny weird mystery car. You'll be in a murder island. I'm going to a murder island. Yeah. I was going to rent. You can stay at a castle on this place called Dark Island. Sure. What could go wrong? And you can rent this kind of gothic. I I thought about doing it, but it. It maybe would have, it was like $900 a night and it was apparently the people that run it are mean and it's full of bats. So nothing has ever gone wrong in the castle on Dark Island. I was like, it's good research, but at the same time, I really don't want to be kind of alone in an island in a room full of bats. I would rather not be dead. Well, at patreon.com slash says who our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo was designed by Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter at says who at omfg.town on Mastodon. Hey, that is H E Y at says who podcast.com via email. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. There's also a fan run discord server at tinyurl.com slash says who discord you can spread the word subscribe leave stars and reviews on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever it is that you listen and hey here's the deal uh i'm going to be gone next week so there is no episode next week so you can join us on wednesday the 21st of june for our very next episode from my basement in chicago i am dan sinker and if you want i just looked at twitter right now live in spaces There's a space called Reclaiming Democracy with Elon Musk and Robert Kennedy Jr. Mm, Fun. It has 55,000 people in it. Sure. Perfect. And um, yeah, it doesn't look like uh, people are enjoying it. He's an anti-vaxxer that's running in the Democratic primary. Nothing can go wrong now, Dan. Not at all. But mostly you could say your name and then we could be done. Mm. I'm not going to do it. Mm. Because if I stay here, you can't go to Disney World and just leave me. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Thanks for Uh, looking out for your old buddy Dan. All right. I'm Maureen Johnson. This has been Says Who? (laughs) 
Oh, great. Now go on, take off your headphones and go. I'm going to Disney World. I'm going to Disney World. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for me too.